Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science and artificial intelligence. In this third episode of the fifth season, we turn the microphone onto ourselves and interview one of our own, Frank Lavinia. This episode was recorded as a live stream on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch. You should consider subscribing to us there, so you can participate in the live Q&A. Now onto the show. Hello, and that little James Bond intro uh, means uh, it's time for me to do a live stream. I noticed it was only my name on there, which means I have it's to go back good. to my video editor and, uh, <laughs> and fix that. Um, if you don't know who, you, who we are, I am Frank Lavinia, and that's Andy Leonard. And um, how are you doing today, Andy? I'm doing well, Frank. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I um, um, been kind of a crazy month here uh, at Chateau Lavinia. Uh, I understand it's probably been also crazy at yours. I'm going to pop that thing out. So if anyone wants to chat, we can mention that. We're recording this show live for Data Driven. Uh, Data Driven, we just crossed four years of being online. Recently launched season five. Wow. And a couple of great shows. Um with uh, with Dave Wenzel out of uh, Philly, and a really impactful show uh, that we did. We recorded it a while ago, but there was some glitches, and there's been, like I said, a lot of uh, craziness at Chateau Lavinia, <laughs> as well as at, at Shea Andy. Um, <laughs> but we had a great talk with Chris Wexler on how he yeah. protects uh, using AI and the whole idea of using artificial intelligence as a as a service. Not, not like as a service as in, you know, platform as a service, but is to serve humanity and basically AI for good. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an amazing show. And I was, um, I mentioned in the blog, blog post about it, Frank, that, mm-hmm. you know, when we're doing a show, especially when it's not more than just us, I'm kind of in interview mode, right? I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's not, I'm not being fake, I promise, but I am keyed right in on everything that that person is saying. And, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for the, you know, the next opportunity to take something they said and go to the next level with it, pick the best topic. You do the same. And it's like, it's almost like we're working when we're doing that. And I'm not really listening to the show. Um, it, and it used to be that you would post the show and I would go in and do show notes. That's before we got transcriptions uh, working. You did that first and then showed me how to do it, which is kind of how the show goes. Frank is a cool one, the smart one, better looking and younger one, all of the good, right? And so he showed me how to do it. So now I'm doing the transcriptions for it. But what, listening to that, I always listened to the show. It just became a habit. Um, and I was doing it while the transcription software was running in the background. And it, I, I love all of our shows, and I'm not trying to compare them. I, I will say that. It's been a very long time since I listened to something that hit me as hard and deep as what uh, they're doing there at Crunom and uh, with the CSAM and at CSAM, you can go look that up. We want to keep things. If we had a warning uh, at the beginning of the show about little ears and um, it was just one of those, it just, it just caught me, you know, I mean, it really was. So very, um, very, impactful and like you said season five which you know is this is like 
four seasons beyond where I thought we'd end up. Uh, Data driven is just, it's been a, um, an interesting, I, w- I was going to say, you know, the term that popped into my head was comedy of errors, but it has errors. Um, I don't know if it's been a comedy in the modern sense of the word comedy, but maybe in the Shakespearean sense. In the Shakespearean um, but sense. Let me hide that, that picture. That's going to be. No, you should show it. I will show it. I, w- I wanted to, I wanted to wait <laughs> on that one. Um, so. Um, Amazing though, uh, and we're we're at we're over 180,000 downloads. We're mm-hmm. you know getting great response. Um, I just I, you know I, I almost want to stop and say what's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's good looking people out there. Frank's Frank's good looking. Oh, Bill Ryan, WG, how's it going, man? Legit green screen in the back. Oh yeah, Andy's well, got a legit green screen. Yeah, I I am um I've actually left it open today. I usually I cover the engineering office in the back there. Mm-hmm. All you can see really at the resolution we're at um on the, the screen printer. here is you can see my computer bag. It's actually mm-hmm. sitting on a wine fridge. Gift from my bride. Yeah. Oh, Don't drink cool. in the office, promise. I think about it sometimes. You step outside the room and then <laughs> <laughs> no, Thanks for I watching, use... Bill. Real time, yeah. I, you, I, I owe Bill a call. Actually, I owe a lot of people a call. It's been a crazy <laughs> month. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but, but that episode was very moving. It was like you know, we, we talk about how AI does this. Now we've done this with AI, but I mean, this is this is a tragedy that's happening. It's unfolding every single day on every yeah. continent, and this is a way that AI can be used to 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 help these kids in their lives. And the question you did the the the, the question um that you dropped at the end and his answer was just extremely moving about yeah. um how how it ties into his faith and your faith i mean that was just like whoa well you, you know, share th- that faith frank i mean yeah you, you do as well and i was I, I was taken aback also by the business model they're not doing donations they're actually right. taking money from they, they're running businesses and using that money to fund this effort it's Which incredible. is an interesting. It's a it's a great hybrid model. The, the, not every state in the U.S. has the public benefit corporation. I think Maryland and Virginia do. Yeah, Virginia does. I think New York may have it as well. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that's kind of growing. Um, I think the that, B Corp. Um, B Corp. Yeah. Somebody else calls yeah. it a PBC or something. I, I this was a, a concept yeah. I was exposed to when I worked for Microsoft and doing on the government affairs, civic tech type yeah. stuff. Uh, which I thought was an intriguing model because you're not beholden uh, to donors, um, which a lot right. of nonprofits, once they get to a certain side, they spend half their time looking for money. So by building in kind of that the financial model that serves a mission, yeah. You, also, if your stakeholders or shareholders are, you know, they're going to be more aligned to, okay, well, you, you know, it's okay if you only make X amount of profit margin, it's not the end of the world. Right. And um, right. so I think it's a, I think it's an excellent thing. I think it's great that they're doing it. I think that their model is, you know, they're doing the Lord's work, so to speak. And this is not about religion. I mean, this is just about no. doing the right thing. Um, right. CSAM, right. Tra- human trafficking, you can kind of figure out <laughs> yes. what they're talking about. You can go to their, their page. They were kind enough to share. Chris was uh, kind enough to share uh, his post. And then the Krunam organization was able to do that. And just the fact that, you know, they named it after that person, yes. uh, not just in honor of her, 
uh Krunam was a it was an artist uh i'm not sure if she was a victim of human trafficking herself um i don't remember i'm not sure either i know she um, tried to help she's helping them and basically once you help enough people kind of the uh certain people um that don't want those uh, uh kids helped <laughs> had a chat with her in a sopranos kind of way chat with her yeah. And basically, it's her fame, her name getting out there is what keeps her safe. So the, the fact that they named it in her honor is that if, yeah, you know, which I think is it's it also kind of, yeah, yeah highly listened to it. Driven. Chris Wexler, look, uh, search for that, search for Kronom, and there's links in there and everything else. And it's, it was a huge honor to even find out about about him and, uh, and you know, and, and be able to do that interview, Frank. I am. Um, Again, very, very impactful stuff. Um, Absolutely. One of the things we wanted to do today, other than, you know, talk to uh, our people out there listening. Thank you, our people. And uh, and also do a recording for the show. Um, this is going to be a data-driven.tv episode in the future. Uh, we're recording this on June 4th, uh, 2021. But Frank and I, we have talked about this for long. At least We've talked this for years. at least a couple of seasons. <laughs> Uh, it's like we want to interview each other right because like that's kind of the thing like people are like well how would you answer that question so it's like well that's a good question and that honestly the whole format idea you know since this is a you know celebrating you know four years of being online was i got it from john lee dumas uh from entrepreneurs on fire like he does the lightning round at the second half of his show and you know, in part of his podcast training course that I've taken and stuff like that, like you want to have not every guest is going to be talkative. And we've actually we've only had that happen like once, maybe twice. Yeah. Um, but having the kind of stock questions is a good thing because and it also helps people if they if they ever picture themselves being on the show. Like, how would I answer that? You know, like for me, really? like when John Lee Dumas asked those questions, I'm like, hmm, you know, it, it helps helps you think. So, yes. We have the questions, and I think Andy's going to ask me the questions. I am. So are you ready, Frank? I am ready. Oh, one last thing. I did show this. So you mentioned we were talking about AI, and the transcriptions are now done by AI. Another thing we switched up last year was we don't have a human anymore doing the um, um, the, uh, uh, voiceover. Not the voiceover, the intros. (laughs) I can't think. And the outro, yes. And the outro. And, um, but, um, I see John is giving us a comment. Cool. I'll address that in one second. Hey, so, yeah, well, anytime we get compared to Tim Harris, that's a comment. I, my favorite biohacker. <laughs> fact, the only famous biohacker in the world has not blocked us on Twitter. And so far, yeah, so far, <laughs> let's not, let's not push it. Let's not push it. Um, all right. So what you're seeing here is a video and this is, oops. Let's not give away too much today. But I figured you would like to see uh, one of the things we've done with AI is we've replaced our uh, human voiceover with a uh, AI and a character we call Bailey, which stands for British AI lady. And um, this is the going to be for our secret project. And this is a sneak peek of what Bailey would look like. So that's Bailey. That's cool. And one of these days we're going to interview her. I think we should do that. That would be awesome. I can't wait. I don't know how I would do that live. That would take some. Uh, that's going to take some post production. Yeah, right maybe some staging. I think staging, to start post production. Uh, you know, eventually, eventually. Eventually, probably not. Like, 
I don't yeah. know if anyone has access Who to a GP th GPT three. <laughs> All right, so here's uh, here's John's comment. If you don't know who John Wood is, he's awesome. He has a great YouTube channel uh, where he talks about the ins and outs of MLNet. Uh, he's even done some stuff in F Sharp, and I think he did a live stream with an F Sharp T-shirt. Which I mean, that's geek cred right there. I mean, I got my I got my uh, my data shirt on. Nice. Uh, which is available in a Data Driven's T-shirt store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what it's about. We want to interview each other and yes. go ahead with the questions. I'm going to start. I'm going to ask Frank our mm -hmm. first question that we asked every guest. How did you find your way into data? And would you say you found data or data found you? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to quote one of my favorite rappers. And it's like the, the data life did a paraphrase, not quote the data life. I did not find a data life. The data life found me. And um you know, it, I mean, I, I kind of went kicking and screaming. Data has always been kind of like in my face and then I kind of like avoided it. And then <laughs> because and you and I had this conversation back when, early, yeah. you know, when we first met in, in the mid 2000s. Yeah, the life found me. That's right. He bet you even know the song reference. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Bill, Bill is not only smart and awesome. We need to get him on the show. He he's he's one of the guys that convinced me to get into data science. So the whole store, yeah. sort of story began in college, when uh, I was just a, a young lad at Fordham University. Uh, yeah, now we're all about that life. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, so I, I one of my one of my courses I had to take was a database course, and I didn't really think one way you know one way about it or the other. Uh, but at the time, I had a consulting gig on Wall Street um, working on uh, basically access as the back end for applications. And access is kind of like that, that, that gateway into the data world, right? Because at the time, mm -hmm. there was no Azure. There was no AWS. Amazon hadn't even been founded yet, kids. That's how far back this goes. This is the early 90s. And um, yeah. I was just fascinated because up till then, databases were this giant thing. You had to either run DBase 4 if you want to do on the PC or DBase 3. It was like this nightmare to get started. So when I took the, the data science, I'm not the, the, the SQL class, I was like, yeah, this is pretty interesting. You know, set theory and all that. And check this mm -hmm. out. My professor um, used to work with, um, that's right, he used to work with EFCOD, COD and DATE. Um, and um, he was, uh, so I went to Fordham University up in the Bronx. And um, here I have my, hang on. And for those of you not watching the video, here's my little souvenir Bronx license Rep plate I represent. got. Represent. And here's, here's the sign I have for Yankee Stadium. <laughs> uh, so I actually went to college like 30 blocks from Yankee Stadium. And, um, but also... Um, one of the things is that a lot of IBM's headquarters is in Westchester County, New York, which is just north of uh, New York City and the Bronx. So a lot of retired or semi-retired IBM people would... Um, uh, <laughs> I love the comments. This is awesome. Uh, I will get to them. Um, so, so a lot of the retired IBM folks would just, you know, like Fordham was the nearest university, so they would just teach there. So a couple of my professors were actually, you know, retired or ex-IBMers, distinguished engineers and stuff like that. And this guy used to work with COD and DATE. So, like, I mean, talk about learning from, like, the source. Um, yeah. And it was pretty cool. And it was more like, it was like, oh, yeah, I know him. Like, he owes me 20 bucks type. Like, it wasn't like, 
I know so and so. I used to work. I was like, no, he owes me twenty bucks mm. on Super Bowl Matt or something. Like that. And it was just pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, so the answer to the question is that the data life, you know, kept kept knocking on my door, but I kept saying no. And mm. um, you know, then I got into web development and kind of the early days of dot com, BarnesandNoble.com. And uh, you know, then I moved on to um, kind of Java development and stuff like that, and then into kind of the more UX side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's where we met up. And when I was living in Richmond, when I was doing tablet stuff, and I have another, mm-hmm. I have my tablet license plate here too. Uh, not because I collect license plates per se, is that my old license plate when I lived in Virginia said tablet because I was a tablet PC MVP. And I have a New York State souvenir license plate handy, but no dachshund. No, the kids and the wife hog the dachshund during the day. Yeah. Um, but, um, but ultimately, it really came down to after the collapse of Windows Phone and being laid off from Microsoft that I was like, you know what? I have the skills. I can do this data science thing. It was actually a conversation with Bill, uh, who's, uh, who's commenting on here now, you know, um, that, that, that was the future. And it was like, and it was, it was a, uh, tableteer for the win. That's right. That's old school. Uh, my Twitter <laughs> handle used to be tableteer and I just never changed it until a few, um, a few months ago, actually, I changed it to Frank Diggs data. But um, which is all a long-winded way of saying that data ha- the data found me. It was it was a very persistent kind of door-to-door salesman, like knocking on my door. Ultimately, it was the final push was when I was at, you know, when I was doing government affairs, I was working for Microsoft on K Street. And I went from being kind of a developer evangelist to a yeah. technology evangelist. Now, that's the difference was my audience was completely different. These were congressional staffers, politicians, all sorts of CD people. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, but they didn't care. Like, you know, I, I, you know, Hey, look at this new phone or look at this feature or look at what you can do with this. And yeah, they didn't care about that. But one thing I did discover is that when you, when you showed them data, when you showed them a dashboard about their congressional district and all of the, these types of visualizations, it got their attention. And that kind of woke me up to the potential of data. And it wasn't until it was June, 2016, um, actually, um, five years ago, um, this week, actually, I went to um, I went to what's called MLADS or Machine Learning and Data Science Summit, and because like I like the data visualization thing, I like doing that, but I I really didn't. I'm an, I'm an engineer at heart. I didn't want to just sit around drawing cool pictures all day. As it was appealing as that sounds, after the third day, I'm like, eh. Um, <laughs> but what actually ended up happening was. I, I kind of saw I had my what I what we refer to in 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 previous shows is kind of the Blues Brothers moment where I've seen the light like somebody was talking about neural networks and how to build those and I saw like you know wow there's like a whole career here and then shortly thereafter I talked to 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 Bill here who was a rock and data scientist chief data officer I, I think at some some company nice. and um, I was like wow this is like there's a, not only a career, but like a good career. And, and also, honestly, what appealed to me was, you know, I was a big Windows Phone um, advocate. I wrote a lot of stuff for Windows Phone, Windows 8 Store. And you know, let's just say it wasn't, didn't quite reach the lofty ho- heights that we had hoped. Um, and Microsoft doesn't pay my mortgage anymore, so I can be a little more honest about those years. Uh, <laughs> but what appealed to me was math is math. Right. So math, right. Um, you know, math is going to be the same. The laws of physics and mathematics are the same 
whether or not you're in a data center that's run by a company based in Redmond, a company based in Seattle, or even Mountain View, right? It's all the same. And it is far more, um, it is far more resilient to trouble, right? You know, obviously right. I have a sweet spot for, for Azure and Azure ML Studio and all that stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I could take my Jupyter notebook, pipe it out, you know, port it over to Google Colab or even SageMaker, and it's the same thing. Like it's not, yeah. nothing is materially that different. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. Sure. Yeah. Great. Great answer. Question is, what's your favorite part of your current gig? I, I like the. I like being back at a startup. Um, I like kind of the opportunities being at a startup um, afford. Um, yeah. You know, I. You know, basically, I joined, and then two weeks later, um, I find myself kind of battlefield promoted up to be a leader and I realized, wow, I'm one of the adults here, you know? Um, so I kind of like having that, that, that leadership experience and kind of mentoring kind of a more junior people crafting out a strategic plan and kind of working from there in, in a big company like Microsoft, the strategic plan is dreamt up, you know, somewhere in the Pacific time zone. And then it's kind of rolled <laughs> out and you're kind of told, you know, what the strategic plan is. Obviously, right. you know, day to day stuff, we have some control over, but I mean, by and large, um, you know, it's, it's, it's far more top down with this stock company. It's kind of, uh, you know, I have a chance to impact and, um, you know, change and alter strategy as well as kind of encourage my team members. I'm trying to get everybody on the team access to LinkedIn learning, right? Just because I'm, nice. a, I'm a fiend about getting training and certifications. I noticed that on your, um, on your Instagram, you post the number of consecutive days you've done of uh, of training, and gosh, you're in the two thirties now. Yeah, uh, two, two today will be two forty. I haven't my done my goodness. Yet, but I'm do that. <clears throat> yeah, that's a number. That's a lot of consecutive days. That is a lot of consecutive. I keep tagging Plural Site, and every once in a while, Aaron Sconard, the CEO, and no, no love. <laughs> what's going on what's well, funny I my, my... This. I'm, I'm friends well acquaintances with with aaron Connor. I'll, I'll, when i get so, to like 250 i'll i'll ask you to call in i'll email it hey aaron but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> another another influencer can block us on twitter anyway <laughs> what's funny <laughs> i'm not on twitter as much as i used to be uh but on instagram i'm on there a lot more and mostly it's dogs archery and training yeah. And the occasional quote on stoicism. There we go. So I see we have a comment from, uh, I think, Bill. Okay, let me see. That's the point. Um, people get stupid. About, oh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and people love to get their axle, they're wrapped around the axle about stupid stuff like that. Oh, you remember yeah. the early days of .NET? VB is, you know, not as good as a C Sharp and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> At the end of the day, does it matter? You know, and this goes back yeah, really. to when I was when I was about a, a wee lad on Wall Street, and um, you know, somebody was saying, "Like, well, if you wrote this program in C it would be that much more efficient, that much faster." Yeah, but it would take like three times the amount of time to write it, and you wouldn't VD. Like at some point, you have to factor in production time. You know, right, right. Two forty is so badass. Thank you, Bill. Like the 
Yep. It's consecutive hours from that's right. I mean, ML is I mean, once you get past the stats, it's not that hard. For me, the stats was like I remember when I was doing all the original round of certifications, I didn't feel like a data scientist until after the stats class. After the stats yeah. class, I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. <laughs> I just found out I have a hard stop in eleven minutes. So we'll have to run it rock these. Oh questions. no. We'll do this uh, um, complete this sentence when sorry. I'm not working today. <laughs> I, what I enjoy what? When I'm not working, I enjoy well lately I've been getting into archery. Yeah. And hanging out with the dogs and hanging out with the kids. Cool. Although not necessarily Second, in that order. Can complete the sentence. Um, I think the coolest thing today is blank. I think the coolest thing, honestly, and this does does dovetail into the um, the the training and certification thing, is look how easy it is to learn something. Yeah. I mean, I remember, and I, the statute of limitations have run out. I'm sure. I remember when Lynda.com. <laughs> was new they had all these like yeah. photo you know, photoshop courses and stuff like that and it was on cd-rom and um um family and dogs for you yeah he's right he up, bill knows i probably should take up jujitsu the 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 youngins are into taekwondo and they, they like it um but um but no so so i remember when i want to learn photoshop right the company I worked for, they had a CD burner, which in 1994 was the Sugar Honey Iced Tea, if you know what I mean. And take the acronym kids if you don't know what that is. But <laughs> um, but they had Lynda.com. This is before I think it was even a .com. But Linda was known for Photoshop and kind of graphic design classes that she would sell by, by CD, um, CD box sets, which were two $3,000. Let's yeah. just say took an awful lot of effort to get my hands on those <laughs> and make my own copy to watch at home. But now literally, whether it's plural site, whether it's um, the thing Andy and I are working on or LinkedIn learning or YouTube, just the opportunity to learn is just, just amazingly fast. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, expanding into the, the cybersecurity space. Boom. It's yeah, like, yeah. There's hundreds of LinkedIn courses on that. There's hundreds of courses on Plural Site, thousands of YouTube videos. Oh, and of course Udemy, yeah. right? Like it's just that excites me. This, the the some potential for knowledge gathering, is just better than it's ever been in human history. Very cool. Okay, third and final complete this sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, I look forward to the day when I can use technology to. Hmm. I would say I got to go with the self-driving car. Like, yeah. I hate, I used to like driving. Um, and I actually didn't get my license till I was in my twenties because of New York city, right? Like car was a liability. Um, I hate mass transit now. I'm like, mm. and plus the DC Metro system isn't all that. So it's like, mm. I can, I could be miserable in the train car crammed to yeah. the gills or miserable in the comfort of my own car. Nah, I'm going to go with the comfort of my own car. <laughs> Um, but even then driving is just a Royal pain. And I actually have, uh, you've seen my car. I, I totaled my car a few years ago and I got a new, um, CRV and it has adaptive cruise control, which is pretty awesome. It'll actually break and keep a certain distance. Yeah. It's not quite self-driving, but I mean, I would love the ability to just kind of do something more productive with that time. Yeah. That would definitely be nice. Okay, share something different about yourself, but remember, it's a family podcast. 
Ooh. This is something not a lot of people know. I used to be an EMT in the Bronx. Cool. Which is interesting because that, that, that when I was doing that as a summer job for uh, all of like a week and a half, because <laughs> I realized it was just to not have the stomach for it. Um, but mm-hmm. when I got a job doing tech support, um, frontline tech support at a trading desk with all the yelling and the shouting and all that stuff, it didn't bother me because none of those people were going to pull a knife out on me, shoot me, beat me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they would yell and scream, but, and it also paid three times as much. So there was that. So um, Joel asks, Joel, what EMT? Emergency medical technician. So basically someone who works on a, with an ambulance crew. I have many, many stories from those days. Some of them are not family appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But it's funny because uh, thank God for that work. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, God bless people who 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 do it and stay with it because like yeah. it takes a certain amount of mental fortitude that I just don't have. But it's funny because like when my when I had kid when I have kids, you know, when, when I had kids, you know what I mean. Now that I'm a dad, um, when the yeah. kids like get injured or they get a boo boo, you know. You know, it's like, you know, they, they get all work. I'm like, dude, I used to be an EMT. Like, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> you're going to be okay. But it's funny. Like, even though objectively, see, Joel and I worked together for a number of years at Microsoft. Um, and he didn't even know that. That's crazy. Um, wow. But, uh, but yeah, so like there was one time when, when my older son, who is a younger son, who's, who's kind of the daredevil, he needed stitches. And I remember mm. like looking at his, he cut his forehead and I just looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to the hospital. My wife's like, are you sure? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's been, it's been one of those lifelong skills that it's just helpful, even though I'm way out of certification, but you know. Yeah. So I know we're getting close on your time here. Um, yeah. Audible is Sorry a about sponsor. That. If you can go to thedatadrivenbook.com. And you skip the question. You get a free book. You skip the question. And it it is so this is a great question because I know you keep track of how many books you listen to and read. Um, would you recommend a good book or something, or maybe share what you're listening to now or both? Right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, cool. You well, one, you skipped a question, not to be AR. Did I skip? question oh yeah where can people learn more where can people learn more about frank franksworld.com assuming it's up and running but (laughs) that we're out of time to explain that story um but um but your data hasn't been wiped out it has not been wiped out more than just been throttled so um (laughs) but uh audible sponsored data driven so so i love audiobooks i'm at 425 i had a bit of a chuckle when i hit 420 but I'm bummed. Nice. Um, but um, right now I'm listening to, I like the message. The, the narration isn't that good, but I like it. It's called uh, Three Simple Things. Okay. Um, it's by an ex-Navy SEAL. It's really good. Really good. My favorite one, though, has got to be um, a toss-up between my favorite recent audiobook um, is got to be between John Lee Dumas's um, the uncommon path 
the common path to uncommon success yeah. or your next five moves by uh um I forget his first name, but Bet Dave, Patrick Bet David. Mm. Those are my two current favorites. Obviously, okay. when I need inspiration, I'll go mainline anything by Grant Cardone. Sure. <laughs> um, I think there was, I was driving up to Sequel Saturday, Pittsburgh, and I'd like listened to Grant Cardone for like six consecutive hours, and I was like freaking out. Like, yeah, we got this one. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready for anything. I was ready for anything. But um, yeah, I think I actually recently turned Joel onto um, into the 10x role, and I think he got a lot out of yeah. it. Good so book. it's it's definitely definitely, definitely a great, great book. But uh, yeah, I I, 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 I'm a, I'm... go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm an Audible fiend. Yeah, actually, I'm. I we am starting. I'm, I am going to set up um, FrankDiggsData.com as a backup site for just kind nice. of like a, an online kind of resume portfolio type thing so that yeah. way if the blog okay. goes down because the blog is actually a victim of his own success so that's why i'm getting throttled with the cpu and stuff like that too many but the data is not lost true that's true and we've been there been there done that got the t-shirt um so, so i have about a minute got a roll. yeah i got a roll okay. I got a roll, but but thanks for thanks everyone for listening thanks to uh jonathan bill and um and um and and joel and bill um definitely owe you all a call <laughs> um you got your kids into it was that audible or or grant cardone either way is good but i do have to run to a meeting because i am one of the adults now at work so go figure um i have to be the responsible one but thanks everyone for tuning in live thanks john thanks john and um, yeah, we'll let the nice British lady finish the show. All right. So that way I don't have to stitch that part in later. Thanks, everyone, for watching. I'll play a little outro and then end the feed. Thanks for watching. And this will be posted very soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Data Driven. We know you're busy and we appreciate you listening to our podcast. But we have a favor to ask. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to us. You have subscribed to us, haven't you? Having high ratings and reviews helps us improve the quality of our show and rank us more favorably with the search algorithms. That means more people listen to us, spreading the joy. And, can't the world use a little more joy these days? Now, go do your part to make the world just a little better and be sure to rate and review the show.